Welcome to a God Shift podcast, where we move you from disruption and delay into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and other leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty, and unlock the door to confidence move into your next chapter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I am your host, Shana Rattler. I am so excited that you are here, and I'm really excited about this conversation. And let me tell you why. The devil has been so busy this morning that a system that I set up two years ago and have never touched that sends out the link to the guest all of a sudden this morning was missing a digit. So this young lady must have one heck of some nuggets that she is going to drop on y'all today because Satan is already mad and he's already up to his old tricks. He has no new tricks. So we are going to get to it because I want to see what God is going to say through her, because apparently there's something she's going to say that he don't want y'all to hear, but we're going to move on anyway, make sure it gets out. So here we go. Before we get started and before I read her bio, I do want to ask you as listeners for a favor. So if you will take a screenshot of wherever it is that you are listening to this episode and post that screenshot on your social media, when you post it, do two things. Number one, tag us here at a God shift. And then I just want to hear your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode. I do that because the more people who share this, the more people that can get on the other side of whatever it is that they're experiencing. If they're experiencing delay, if they're experiencing disruption, if they're having a, what I call what the hell is going on moment in their life, they can listen to these episodes and recognize that there is hope on the other side of what it is that they are experiencing. So thank you in advance for being willing to share this. It's definitely not for the vanity metrics of the number of downloads, because I honestly don't care a thing about that. The publishers do, all the people that I'm partnering with, they care about that, but I really don't care about that. (laughs) So anyway, here we go. I'm going to read my guest bio and we're going to get to it. So my guest today is a Bible teacher, book reviewer, host of Hanging Out with Jesus podcast, founder of the Me Project Academy, and an author who loves hanging out with Jesus. She is on a mission to help believers remember who they are so they can do what they are designed to do in Christ Jesus. I want to welcome to the show, LaVita Brooks. How you doing? (laughs) I'm doing good. Now that we're here. We have travailed. We have figured it out. We've added the extra number three. You know, three is, um, you know, the Holy Trinity. So we're going to see what the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost has for us on today. In yes. Preacher voice. I hate when people say on today and on tomorrow, but we we, we apparently got to pull out some new stuff. So we're going to see what he has to say on today. All right. All right. Because Shana, I think of it as we're going to hang out with Jesus. We're going to hang out with Jesus. With the listeners. We're going to hang out with Jesus and we're going to see what thus says the Lord. So before we start this conversation, LaVita, I want to just give a little bit of context to the conversation because my platforms and my ministry are called a God shift. 
And so I think it's good for us just to talk for a second for me to explain what a God shift is. And to me, a God shift is the moment that you ditch disruption or delay in your life, collide with God's purpose, and that moves you into a greater destiny. Because I believe that many believers know what God has promised them, but they're just frustrated that it hasn't happened yet. And I believe that one of the things that we can do as believers to really partner with God along this God shift journey and along this process is by exercising our kingdom authority. And I know, I don't, I don't think, I know that a lot of people don't recognize that they have authority And if they do, no one has really taught them how to release it. So I always begin all of my episodes with asking my guest, what is your personal definition of kingdom authority? I love that. (laughs) And I have to start, I have to begin my answer with, you have to know who you are and whose you are. There is no getting to understand really anything about the substance and who God is, unless you know who you are and whose you are. That's right. Once you know that, once you have spent time getting to know him, remember you're hidden in Christ. So when you learn about God, you begin to learn about you. And as you begin to learn about God and you, you begin to understand, okay, I have a reason and a purpose for being here. And when I think of our our authority, that's a part of your gifts and talents, how God has put you together, how he has designed you for such a time as this. And when you learn and, and dig deep into who God is, then those gifts and talents start to burp up. They start to happen. They start to come alive. And you then begin to see, well, hey, I am whatever. I I do blank. I am. You begin to realize who you are. Yep. And that that is the beginning of a God shift. <laughs> you know, that is the beginning. So what is your definition of kingdom authority? Kingdom authority is being able to use your gifts and talents. Perfect. But you got to know who you are and whose you are in order to do that. That's right. You know, I, I like to say that kingdom authority is our birthright to actually make things happen in your life by partnering with with what scripture says. There are so many people that I talk to, LaVita, that are sitting back and just praying about something, but never doing anything about it. They're going to others to pray for them. They're sitting back waiting idly on God to do everything for him, for them. And I ask them, I say, well, what is it that you feel like you could be doing? What is it that you feel like you should be doing based on what scripture says? And scripture says things like greater works than these shall you do in my name because I'm going with the father. Right. So if that scripture is true, which it wouldn't be there if it wasn't in John 12, (laughs) then that means that God is in heaven 
Jesus was telling them at the time, I'm about to be up out of here and I'm going to heaven to sit at the right hand of the father. And so what I'm leaving with you is the Holy Spirit that is within you. But what I need you to understand is that the same power that our father gave me, since you're my brother, since you're my sister, you've been given the same power and and authority, but you got to use it because I'm not doing anything else. I'm going with the father. And I struggle to understand why if people hear that, why do they still sit back and just wait on God to do wait on God to do everything? So I would love to hear from you. When you when you combine our two definitions of kingdom authority, your definition is like, hey, it all starts with identity, because if you don't understand who you are and whose you are, you can't expect anything else to work after that, let alone be able to operate in the gifts and the talents and the abilities that God has put down inside of you, coupled with my definition of, hey, do what scripture says, because that's your role in God's will for your life. So can you think of a time in your life, in your journey to getting where you are today that you've actually had to say, I know that there are some things that I have to do to get to where it is that I know God has taken me. Can you tell me about a time that you've actually had to use your kingdom authority? Yeah, I'm, I, I've been thinking about that, you know, since uh, um, I, re- I received your information. <laughs> there is a lot of things that have occurred in my life. And, and one of the things that I want to talk about is my ability to write. I love to write. I've always loved to write. And that is a that is a talent that I didn't actually know was also a gift. Mm-hmm. So I was doing it. I, I was doing it, but I was doing it for the Vita. I didn't know the power behind that. So I'm trying. I'm trying to bring the the two together. Didn't yeah. know the power behind that. Mm-hmm. But when I accepted Christ and I began to spend time with him, because my whole thing is that we aren't spending enough time with the Lord. We, we may go to church. We may go to Bible study. We may have a Zoom. We may go spend time with our friends. But I'm talking about taking time truly to spend with the Lord. So when I took time to spend with the Lord, that's where I began to see that, hold up, there's more to to this writing. You know, I'm just thinking that it's fun and it's, you know, I like doing it, but there's power behind writing. Words mean more than what we think they do. Words put a perception in your head that, that can either destroy you or can enlighten you. And it's when you realize that the word of God, the power behind the word of God, and I only understood that when I took the time. Quiet time is more than just than just talking to the Lord. It is listening. Yes. I think of the Lord as 
Like I say, I hang out with them. And even my friends, are t- I hang out with them. And if I'm with them, they know we are hanging out with the Lord because he's right there. We have to get to the state as believers where no more showboating, no more just taking these gifts and talents and abilities that he's given us and just doing them whenever we feel like doing them or to get money. You know, we have to take them and use them as the powerful tools to advance the kingdom of God that the Lord has 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 placed in our hands. You know, so we have to spend time. I, I don't I've been trying to say this forever. We have to spend time with the Lord. That TV program that we love, you know how every Tuesday we got to see the same program? Hey, every Tuesday, you got to spend time with the Lord. Every Thursday, you got to spend time. You have to spend, you have to schedule that time. Because if you don't, it's going to go away. I I agree. I, I say all the time that, you know, it's so important to be in the presence of God. And about a year ago when I was being ordained as a prophet, or I don't know, maybe it was two years ago now, I don't know, it all runs together. But at my ordination service, <laughs> I clearly heard the Lord say, your promises are in my presence. Cool. And prior to him saying that, I felt like I was spending enough time in his presence. But since he said it, I must not have been doing it. And so it was at that moment that I recognized how you have to be intentional about that time because we're inundated with messages every single day. We have so much that we have to do every single day. And just like you know that you're going to forget what you need to get at the store if you don't write it down, just like you have to schedule different things in in your day, don't feel bad if you're scheduling. Like God is not offended if you know that you're so busy and so distracted that if you're going to spend time with him, that you have to put it on your calendar and you have to set alerts in your phone to actually remind you to do it. He's honored by the fact that you're committed enough to put a system in place to make sure it happens. Yes, yes. And I love what you said. Yes, because we put those same systems in place for our TV program, for our jobs, for our meetings, for family time. But where is that time with the Lord? Yeah. If if Jesus could could go away from the crowd and spend time with the Lord. then What about us? That is our time to to be refueled, refreshed, to get to know God for who he is. Our life is full, like you said, of so much stuff. Yeah. But it's when you sit down and you listen. And I mean, you, it, it, it's a process. It, it takes time to learn to truly be quiet and listen to what the Lord has to say. Because many times, you know, we go there and we're, we're talking. But you got to learn how to just sit there and listen. I've been on retreats where it was just me and the Lord and it's quiet. All I'm hearing is the birds and, 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 the, and the water. And next thing you know, 
uh, birds fly by and I'll hear a word like, follow me. And it's like, just that. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. And it, that one statement would deal with whatever situation that I'm dealing with. Or I have sat there quietly and watched uh, a man fish. You know, just, I, I'm just staring at the man. Next thing I know, I will make you fishers of men. Yeah. What? I understand that verse now. You know, so. Lavita, I want to take, I want to take what you just said about spending time with the Lord. And I want to link it back to where you were going about using your gifts, because I read between the lines when I asked you, can you think of a time that you've actually had to use your kingdom authority? Because kingdom authority is not about what God can do. Kingdom authority is about recognizing that God has the power. You have the authority. So kingdom authority is not, oh, I trusted God. Oh, I wait. No, no, no. Kingdom authority is not about what God can do. Kingdom authority is about what you can do. And what I love about what you said in your answer, and I really picked it out between the lines, but you talked about using your gifts and recognizing that you have a gift of writing but it wasn't just some nominal thing. And I want to unpack that a little bit because I believe that using your gifts is a form of your kingdom authority. And I bet you right now that there is someone who is listening to this episode that has devalued the gifts that God has put inside of them, whether it's because they don't really think that they are gifted at anything. And I believe that that is stoked in that's because it's a gift because If you are really good at something, you don't have to think about how you're going to do it. You don't have to think about if you're going to do it. You don't have to think about how you're going to do it. And if someone was to ask you to trace the steps of how you do it, you would honestly have to sit down and think real hard about how you do it. And the reason why that is, is is because it's a gift. And so I really want us to talk for just a second about, you know, the gifts that we have and how they are a form of authority, because the gifts that we have are in us to not only get us into the destiny that we have, but to help other people get into the destiny that that God has for them as well. So it's like using the gifts that God gave you as a conduit. So can you speak just for a moment, LaVita? What is the danger of us allowing our gifts to be dormant? Mm. offensive to God? Like I put these gifts inside of you and you're allowing them to be dormant. Like, who are you? Who do you think you are? Or or even to add to that, using them incorrectly. Yeah. Talk about that. that, that. What does that mean? How can somebody use a gift incorrectly? Unpack that. When when I think about using a gift incorrectly, Mm -hmm. for example, I'm a writer. So if God is telling me to be a non-fiction writer, but I want to be a fiction writer, and that's not where the Lord is leading me, you're going to have some problems to deal with. Let me put it to you this way. It's like you're walking down the street and you're supposed to go make a right turn, but instead you make the left turn. The right turn, that's where all the blessings are flowing. That's where you're going to be successful. That's where your gift is going to be, it's going to blossom. But you take the left turn. So you take the left turn and now you got extra problems you got to deal with because you have no idea 
who you really are because you're the one that's now in control in a in authority you are the one instead of allowing god to to be the the center of your decision but as believers in christ all we got to do is say, Lord, I'm sorry. You know, can, can, can you get me back on the right track? I'm sorry. Give me a GPS it. and just reroute me. <laughs> I love that shit. Yes. Yeah. Just, just, you know, give me back. Give me back. But let me, uh, I was thinking about, I like organizing. And that one gift, I would never imagine as being something that God could use. I never would have even imagined that it was a gift. Mm-hmm. But what I found is that as you spend time with the Lord, he'll put things in your mind like, go help your mother set up a schedule for how she should do um, something. Go help this person put together that, 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 organizer that they needed how little things like that those are ways that you know because i'm because you're spending time with the lord those are the ways that you know that these little things that are a part of you your gifts those are the things that are helping to move your gifts and talents into pushing and advancing the kingdom of God. You're sharing it with others. Yeah. And then little that sometimes we think and it, and it doesn't have to be because you're preaching or speaking, right? Because oftentimes when people hear gifts to advance the kingdom of God, they think that those are gifts that are just limited to spiritual leaders. No, you could be a flower arranger. Like your Thank gift you. could be arranging flowers. And it could be a way to advance the kingdom of God. So if someone is listening to this and they're like, I don't even know what my gifts are. Well, there's a couple of things. One, what are the things that you do so naturally that you probably do them in your sleep? What are the things that you would do without even getting paid? What are the things that people come to you to pick your brain about? Like, think about the last six months of your life. And have you noticed that, like, why are people always coming to ask me about marriage? I ain't even married. Why are people always coming to ask me about this? It's because it's a gift that you had. And God will use even the smallest or that what we perceive as being a small, minute thing to have the biggest impact. Yes. Yes. And it all came because you took the time, you schedule it to spend time, not just talking, but listening to the Lord. And what did you learn during this whole process, right? You had this epiphany, like, I need to spend more time with God. Um, You know, that's going to help me be so much more rooted in not only what he has gifted me to do, but what he wants me to do with it. But what did you learn? Even just, even even if it's just something about yourself during this process. Well, one thing I've, I've learned is one schedule, but the second thing is do one thing at a time. God, yes. Because the world is, if you look at television, social media, we're bombarded. We're bombarded. There has to be a time where we can cut this, cut all that stuff out Mm -hmm. and do one thing at one time, which is focus on the Lord Mm -hmm. or focus on the work that you're doing at that time. So I'm learning you have to do one thing at one time so that 
not only can you let me put so that you can enjoy life. Yeah. We miss so much because we're doing two things, five things at the same time. At the same time. And you're not doing any of them well. Oh, thank you. And we miss the beauty of knowing that in the midst of it, the Lord is right there. You know what I'm saying? He's right there. So we have to, we have to start thinking that way about doing one thing at one time, even on the job. Yeah. I know you're picking up the phone, writing something down, somebody come through the door. At one point, you guys say, hold up. I'm on the telephone. I'll get with you in a few minutes. I'll put the paper to the side. And I, because sometimes being on the phone, people have feelings. You know what I'm saying? They may be going through something. And if you're listening, listening well, you might be able to to comfort them. The Lord might be able to say something to you like, why don't you just ask them, well, how's their daughter doing? You know what I'm saying? That's your time to just do one thing at a time. And that is the hardest thing to do. And I'm still learning. But it's doable. And when I do it, it is it's amazing what can happen. Exactly. And we have to be amazed. Exactly. We're going to pause and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to share some advice and some tips of how people can start to bring this together in their own life to operate in their kingdom authority. We'll be right back. episode is brought to you by the free guide when God says shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to reveal God's plan to ditch disruption or delay and get his blessings faster. Head to godsaysshift.com to access it now. All right, all right. So Levita, before the break, we shared a lot about different ways that you and I have been able to walk in kingdom authority, because it's great for you to understand by now that you have kingdom authority. It's another thing entirely to know what to do to actually exercise that kingdom authority. And so if there is someone that is listening to this episode right now, and they're struggling to recognize how they can operate in authority to shift things in their life, what's the best tip that you would give them? To practice silence. (laughs) And when I say practice silence, I mean, sit there. And and this is like, like I'm saying, I want everybody to understand. This is something that takes time because the first time you do it, you're going to be saying, well, this is too long. It's taking too much time. And my mind is going everywhere. Yes. Yes. But you got to keep doing it. So for 15 minutes, this is just a start. For 15 minutes, set your timer, 15 minutes. Turn out the lights. Just get somewhere where you can just sit quietly. Even if that means you're staring out the window looking at the trees. But get somewhere that's quiet. And you're saying, Lord, I'm here. I'm listening. Just like Samuel. Lord, I'm here. I'm listening. And you sit there. And I'm telling you, if you say things like, okay, your mind is saying, you know, you got to cook the food at six o'clock. So hurry this thing up. Just say, beep. And you actually listen to yourself say, beep. 
I'm telling you, the cooking thought will slowly go away. And then you just sit there until the next, but you start just practicing that. Secondly, you got to schedule. There are such things called spiritual disciplines, like prayer, worship, um, discipleship, uh, silence is one, solitude. You, you have to sit down to figure out, and put it as, you have to schedule in time to do prayer, time for your Bible study. Schedule those in. But with each one of those, with prayer, schedule in maybe five minutes of sitting quietly to hear what the Lord has to say to you. Sometimes you can schedule more. Depends on, you know, what's going on. But do that even after your Bible study. Spend time. Okay, Lord, I, I, I I just need to hear from you right now. Even after your praise and worship, you know, just so that's that's my um, just <sighs> my heart is for people to spend time with the Lord. Shade, I, I, I just know that that brings joy. It brings joy. Even when my mother passed, I, that was joy. Just knowing that he was there because I, I, I mean, that was a breeze. I had no idea how I really went through what I went through. But it's just that he's there and you know. And not not only that, you know, everyone wants to know what it is that the Lord wants them to do, but you can't follow instructions that you can't first hear. And I mentioned earlier, you know, the number of of things that we're inundated with in a day-to-day, but you, you may or may not know this already, but we are exposed to over 10,000 messages Every single day, whether that is through television, whether that's through social media, whether it's through billboards, whether it's through conversation, but we're exposed to over 10,000 messages every single day. And so if you're not going to do what LaVita is recommending and be intentional about cutting out that noise, then don't be surprised when you don't feel like you can't hear God. And he's always speaking. And even if he's not speaking, he's never still. But you're never going to be able to know what God has for you next if you're not intentionally carving out the time to be still and shut out the noise. And I don't care how busy you are. You're not too busy to carve out 15 minutes. If you are listening to this and you're like 15 minutes, then that means that you are not being a good steward of the time that God is giving you. If you can't say amen, just say it. We all have 15 minutes. Yes. Whether you have to get up 15 minutes early, go to bed 15 minutes later, you know, whatever it is that you have to do. If you can't find 15 minutes, yeah, you're not stewarding what God has given you. And guess what? He's also not going to give you anything else. Ah. We can't steward what we have in our hands now. Don't expect them to give you anything next. Don't even waste your time asking. Mm -mm, mm -mm, I'm going to leave it at that. Anyway, we've got to wrap this up. So how can our listeners follow you? Well, they can follow me at levitabrooks.com. And my my name is spelled better. (laughs) It's on on the screen. But on my website, you can find out my 
My podcast is Hanging Out with Jesus podcast. You can find my newsletter and the newsletter can, contains, I like to talk about a Christian news. <laughs> I like to talk about uh, books that I've read. I, and I, I, I'm a reader. I love that. So, uh, and I also <laughs> like to talk about spending time with the Lord. And I talk about the spiritual disciplines. But, uh, but if you go to my website, you'll also see I have a free um, a freebie called Christian um, Handout. And in that, you'll see that you will have the opportunity to see where your weaknesses are in relationship to spiritual disciplines. So you'll know where to start you know, your, your journey in, in, in spending time with the Lord. And I'm sorry, it's called Christian Blueprint, Christian Blueprint. So if you go to levitabrooks.com, you can receive that okay. and, are you and attach it as a newsletter. Hmm? Are you on social media? Oh, yes. Hanging out with Jesus podcast on Instagram. Okay, perfect. I will make sure that the links to that are in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's going to be a um, something that people are going to be blessed by. So if you were blessed by this, I believe that you were. Again, my request is that you share this. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And I will see everyone back here on, an, on the next episode of A God Shift. Take care. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to The God Shift Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.